0: Good to be in the house of God this morning. I'm thankful you're here. And uh, glad, Brother, for Brother Bill being his direction in this week. I think it's probably been the best camp meeting I've been in in a while. Oh, and guess, uh, I'm thankful for that. Amen. And uh, I'm thankful for the good presence of the Lord. And uh, I thought Brother Bill be asking me Wednesday morning if I could preach, and I had something on my heart. and The Lord just didn't go that way. And I thought, well, Lord, and yeah, I've still got that on my heart, yeah. and the Lord said well, wasn't time for that yet, and this may be an odd time to preach this, but it's what God's put on my heart, and uh, I feel the need this morning strongly. I want to say before I get started, thank you to all my people. I got a working outfit. I'm going to tell you, they're hard-working people, good. and uh, I thank God for them and my wife, and these ladies and these Amen. young girls that have been helping in the kitchen, I yeah. thank God for them. These young boys are working, sweeping, cleaning tables, and everything they do, I thank God for that. And uh, visitors even come and help, and I appreciate you doing what yeah. you do. And I'm glad Brother Ken got to be here this week. Amen. And uh, I thank God for all these men of God and uh, the good presence of the Lord that makes it all better than anything. Amen. <laughs> Thank God we can do all we want to do like Martha, Martha, but boy, thank God for the Marys and a little time at his feet this week. I'm thankful. I'm glad all my (coughs) children are here this morning and all my grandbabies are here this morning. And I've got two that's already stripped us out and went on to heaven. I'm thankful for them too. And I'm going to meet them one morning. Thank God I'm going to be there and uh, I hope Amen. all my children know that they know that they know. I hope all my son-in-laws and daughter-in-laws know beyond any shadow of a doubt that they've been born again. It Amen. won't do you no good to go through all these motions, go through all this religion, and not know God. Right. But it comes down to the end. I'm going to be in Luke chapter 16 this morning. You men of God, please Hallelujah. pray for me and this morning if you would. And, I'm going to try to start reading here in verse number 19 where the Bible said, There was a certain rich man which was clothed in purple and fine linen and fared sumptuously every day. There was a certain beggar named Lazarus which was laid at his gate full of sores and desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover the dogs came and licked his sores, and it came to pass that the beggar died, and was carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died, and was buried, and in hell he lift up his eyes being in torments, Seeth Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom. He cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me. Send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue. For I am tormented in this flame. And Abraham said, Son, remember Then he said, I pray thee therefore, Father, that thou wouldst send him to my father's house. For I have five brethren that he may testify unto them, lest they also come into this place of torment. Abraham saith unto him, They have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. And he said, Nay, Father Abraham, but if one went unto them from the dead, They will repent. He said unto him, If they hear not Moses and the prophets neither, will they be persuaded, though one rose from the dead. I will preach this morning. God help me on some things we can learn about hell from this scripture. The Bible talks about hell in several places. I will tell you this morning, hell is a reality. Yes,
1: Amen. The Bible said,
0: God, the Lord Himself said there was a certain rich man, and there was a certain beggar named Lazarus. The Lord's not telling a parable this morning, but it's a reality. Hell is a real place. This rich man was a real person. Hell is a reality. It's not something you've seen in a movie or on them ungodly video games that you spend all night on. But hell is a real place. That's filled with fire and those that are screaming in the distance in pain and in torment and agony forever and forever. Hell is real. I'm going to say also hell is full of all kind of people. Yeah, yeah. Bible said the rich man's in hell. Right. Bible said the rich man also died and in hell. He lift up his eyes. Hell's full of all kind of folk. Hell's full of preacher's kids. Yeah. deacons' kids. Yeah, that's right. Preachers, wives, and even some that had stood in the pulpit with an ordination paper and died and went to hell. The Bible said, Many will say unto me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name and in thy name cast out devils and in thy name done many wonderful works? And he said, Then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. So many with a good Testimony. So many with a good profession. But they never knew him. He never knew them. That's right. So many that tell some stories and some good old sob stories about what they were. They hadn't changed none. They're still that same old person. Right. Oh, so many young people it's good girls. Think they've got forever. Think they've got a long life! Think they've got plenty of time down the road to make a decision for Christ, but in hell this morning they're lifting up their eyes. So many good boys. There's so many. I think these days think they're not bad enough to need to be saved. So many I think that have been raised in good camp meetings, good Christian schools, good godly homes, and good churches. think, oh, I'm pretty good. I've been looking at everybody else, and I'm matching up pretty good, but he's not going he's not going to judge you according to others, but according to Jesus Christ, and right. we fall short every one of us. There's none good, there's none that doeth good. There's not one. The Bible teaches us this. We're all,
1: hey, our righteousness has this filthy
0: rage in the sight of a holy God. It don't matter who you are today, your pedigree ain't gonna matter. Right. Who your daddy is, who your grandpa was. It ain't gonna get you to heaven. Good godly mama that testify. I was telling, dear brother, I seen him with that Percy Ray book. Told him I said, Brother Percy Ray used to come to the church where I grew up. He'd come and eat dinner at my granny's house. My grandpa was killed in a tanker accident when he was in his 40s. My granny was a godly woman. She was a prayer warrior. I remember in that pulpit, Brother Percy Ray said, If I ever need somebody to pray for me, I'd call Darce Owens. But I won't tell you what my granny had couldn't save me. That's right. Hey, I'm talking to folk this morning. Got a godly man of God as a daddy or a grandpa. But oh, you'll not go to hell if you keep going the way you go. Hey, sinner friend, you don't have to change one thing about your life to go to hell. You don't have to do anything any different. Just keep on going the way you're going.
1: Right. That's right.
0: right. Hell's full of all kind of folk. I had a great aunt. Church, I know, has heard me tell this. And I went to seen her when I first got saved. The preacher said, I want you to go with me, and I went. I didn't know I'd talk to no sinner. I never talked to him much, but he tell, he went through all the program, you know. And, and uh, I remember he got done. He looked over at me and said, you got anything to say? And by now, tears were rolling off my face. and I, I said, her name was Grace. I said, Grace, don't you care that you're going to hell? She said, no, I don't. Hell can't be no worse than what I've lived in 40 years. I said, Grace, you don't understand. Hell's real. And you're headed that way fast. And she said, I don't care. Left her house crying that day and went on my way. But about 12 years passed and she's dying. I get a call from a hospice worker and she said, your aunt's calling for you and she won't see you. And I went in there. Grace was laying there on that couch where she sat at 12 years ago. She said, I don't care. Now she's just skin draped over bones and she's dying and she can't breathe on her own. She's hooked up to a machine. And I went in and I heard her breathing on the porch before I even got to the door. And uh oh, I said, Grace, what you want? She said, I'm dying, and I'm going to hell. I said, What do you want me to do? And she said, pray for me. I said, I have been. And I got out on the floor, man, that hospice was and prayed and I begged God to give her one more chance. I got up and said, Grace, did you ask God to save you? She said, Yeah, I, I've been asking Him for three weeks now. I said, What's God saying? She said, He said, It's too late. I left her house that morning with her screaming at the top of her lungs, It's too late! It's too late! It's too late! It's too late! So many this morning, hell, screaming from the pits. Poor oh, Agrippa's saying, almost, almost, Paul, almost! almost. I don't think much of Billy Graham in his latter days. I think in his younger years, he probably held the line pretty decent. Not like we'd like. Billy Graham called Marilyn Monroe and said, I need to talk to you about Jesus. And she said, I don't have time right now. Give me a couple of weeks. Then you can come talk to me. Before the two weeks is up, Marilyn Monroe died and probably in hell. Best I can tell this morning. She's probably screaming, if I'd only listen. If I'd only heard what he had to say about Jesus. How many are going to sit in a Baptist church like you sit in every Sunday? How many is going to come in a camp meeting like this twice a year and die and go to hell? Good people, but lost and without God. Good family. Thank God for that. Good home, thank God for that. Good man of God, glory to God for that. Carrying a King James Bible, wearing a dress with long hair, or waving a short haircut if you're a boy. Thank God for that. But if you die? go to hell, what glory is all of that?
1: Amen.
0: He said if you gain the whole world, lose your soul. Can I tell you, young people, something this morning? The greatest commodity that you'll ever possess is that soul that God has placed in you. Right. And what you do with that That's
1: right. will matter
0: eternally. Amen. You may lose a dollar today but you'll march on tomorrow. You may lose $1,000 tomorrow, but you can still go on the next day. But if you lose your soul,
1: it's an eternal loss
0: that you can never get back. Millionaires fighting for another dollar. But I'm going to tell you, Donald Trump and Bill Gates, Tesla guy, can all pull their money together and they can't buy a soul.
1: That's right. That's right.
0: Hey, it's the greatest thing he's ever given, and what you do with that is what's gonna matter. What good's it gonna do you? Hell's full of real people. All sorts of people. Old, young. They say, Oh, I've got plenty of time. I'm young. It's three-score and ten, ain't it? I've got a long time to live. I remember I'm a daily courier in Far City, North Carolina. I never got this picture out of my mind and I probably never will. I remember there's a, on the front page there's a picture of a little boy's high top tennis shoe laying beside a double yellow line and, and uh, they, the caption underneath it was little boy gets off a school bus and gets on his bicycle to go to seek to granny's house and a tractor trailer comes over the hill and kills him and the only thing left in the row was that little boy's tennis shoe and I think he's 12 years old. You don't know if you've got tomorrow. We don't know. Amen. amen. don't know. I went to that church in North Carolina the first funeral I preached, that little boy was either two or three. Got out of the back door. Mama wasn't looking. Fell over and hit his head on the cement and rolled over in that pool and drowned. Two or three year old boy. <laughs> that little old mama tried to crawl up in that little bit of casket. Cried and screamed and wept and bellowed. She couldn't break it back. They're screaming in hell this morning. They're screaming in hell. And they're real people this morning. Young people in hell, old people in hell. Sat in a Baptist church all their life and they're in hell. It's real. They have feelings and a memory in hell. The Bible said, he said, remember that thou in thy lifetime receiveth good things. The Bible said he fared sumptuously every day. But one day all that changed. (sighs) Everything is going great. Everything was well. But all of a sudden, that fast, it all changed. And then Hale lift up his eyes. We had everything good. The Bible said he fired sumptuously. He just wasn't getting by. Yeah. He threw out more than some of us bring in. Yeah. He fired sumptuously every day. Evidently, royalty, purple, and fine linen. Evidently, he had a high standing in the community. But he died and went to hell. Well, all that ain't going to do you no good. You die and go to hell. Hey, he had feelings and he could remember. He said, And Lazarus said he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue for I am tormented in this flame. Or oh, it's a place of torment. The Bible teaches us about the torments of hell, the torment of a memory, and all the time that you sit in the services like you did this week. And you never come to God by faith and repentance and call on the Lord to save your soul. All oh, the missed opportunities. Oh, yeah. Some gonna be in hell remembering all the pretense. I've heard Brother Millby say it. The best actors ain't in Hollywood. They're in the Baptist church. Yeah. Boy, we can act like everything's fine and carry our Bible. Yeah. Grin like everything's fine, but down on the inside. Right. Knowing good and well, there's no peace. The Bible said over in Isaiah chapter 9, verse number 6, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, and the Prince of what? Jesus. Peace. How can the Prince of Peace move into your heart and you not have peace? Right. I don't understand that one. Right. Hey, Amen. Hey, you say, preacher, I don't have peace this morning. Hey, if I didn't have enough peace this morning, hey, God to know it's well in my soul in a service like this. I sure wouldn't count on it to get me to heaven when I die. I'd get her fixed this morning. Hey, hey it's for real this morning. He
1: yeah.
0: Yeah. said, place a torment, the fire. I'm tormented at this. <laughs> He's young and sang the other morning. God got in the mix, and I'm thankful for that. I come to this church, and they want me to come preach. Brother Jerry had resigned. They want me to come, and I think I come on Father's Day. I believe it's the first time I come three years ago. And Brother Milbig testified to it, and Brother Ken, I said, I ain't ever going to pastor again. I don't care if I ever pastor again. I've been through enough. My family's been through enough. I don't ever want to go there again. And I sat right there about where Brother Rogers was sitting that morning and all them little girls and little boys in this choir. And I looked at them and saw their lost condition. And God started breaking my heart from little children. And I said, don't do this to me, Lord. Don't do this to me. But the further the service went, the more it got my heart. I got you. And this church is dead and going to hell. I don't have time to play with it. They might leave out of here tomorrow and be gone and in hell lift their eyes. God help us this morning. Whew. It's a place of torment. Yes, Precious little girls. One day in hell.
1: A flame torment.
0: Precious little boys, but one day in that flame and tore me forever and forever and forever. I don't know who all here saved, who all's lost. J. Harold Smith said, I heard him on a tape one time. He was in the late 70s, I think. He said in all his years of pastoring, he believed 85% of the average Baptist church members were lost. I'd say in the years of pastoring, I'd have to say he's pretty close. <laughs> you can take that for what it's worth. I don't know if you're in the fifteen percent or eighty-five percent, but I want you to know hell's real.
1: Yes, it is. Yeah.
0: I want you to know those folk in hell screaming this morning in the torments of hell, and they're crying. <laughs> And he's a praying and he's a begging. Go tell my brothers so they don't come here. I'd say this morning the greatest prayer word I got is probably not my grandma in heaven. Probably not my mom and dad or even my wife. I'd say this morning the one praying the most for me is probably my aunt that's in hell burning this morning, begging God to tell y'all and to warn y'all don't come where she's at. I worked at Pepsi and I run into a lot of other vendors. And this old boy worked with a beer company and I had to run into him at the grocery store sometimes. And He made fun of me because he found out I was a preacher. And uh, I remember I got to talk to him about the Lord. He said, I ain't got time to fool with that. I'm too busy on weekends partying. I ain't coming to church. Next Monday I got to the grocery store and he wasn't there. He's another fellow there. I said, where's Mark at? He said, you ain't hurt? I said, no. He said, he's riding his motorcycle Saturday drunk. Run off the road into a set of cement steps with a steel pipe going up the middle of them. He said, he didn't have his helmet on. It decapitated him. He said, he's dead. And I'll just go ahead and add to it. And then hell this morning. Say, preacher, I ain't going to that altar this morning begging in the middle of camp meeting for God to save me. You don't have to. You can go where he's at this morning. You can just purpose in your heart and decide, I'm not going to go. I ain't going to do what it takes. I ain't going to pray. I ain't going to go down there in front of all these people and admit I'm lost. Hey, I was teaching Sunday school and singing in a quartet. Hey,
1: when God saved me! Amen. Amen. Yes. I
0: was teaching the young people in Sunday school. Lost as I could be. It wasn't nothing but black and red letters on a white page to me. Boy, that Sunday night when God broke in where I was at and come down to the, I, the down that back aisle, and we're sitting on that back seat about where Caleb's was sitting. I was just sitting about right there in that church. Thank God the Lord come and said, this is it for you, buddy. You better come to me. Thank God I felt like as the last opportunity I was ever going to get that God would save me. I did. I felt like, I don't know if it was or not, but in my heart I felt like this is it. I have no other chance. It's now or never. And I ran to God. It almost felt like, it almost felt like that preacher standing in the pew right in front of me pointing in my face saying I'm preaching to you, buddy. But it wasn't that preacher. It was the Holy Ghost of God. Right, she wrote right. in where I sat and said now or never. I'm glad I chose now. <laughs> thank
1: God. Amen.
0: I'm glad I run to the altar because you see there is another side of this thing. There was a rich man that didn't have anything but he had a ticket for another world. He Amen. had it fixed between him and God. And when he died the angels came
1: and bore his soul away. Hey, thank God. Yeah.
0: My old granny I've got it on the Recording on my phone. My granny passed away. I'll never forget it as long as I live, Daddy. We were sitting at her table, and Daddy said, Have you seen the video? I said, What video? He said, When Mom passed. I said, No, Daddy. She'd been in hospice all week, and for three or four days, she hadn't eaten or drank anything. and She was out, and she wasn't speaking or nothing, even aroused at all. And, and my granny, every year at Thanksgiving and at Christmas, the meal would get ready and my granny would say, well, I just want to thank God for saving me and being so good to me. I'm thankful. I'm thankful for my family. And I've heard her say it a few times. She'd say, I'm glad none of them's in jail and none of them's in hell. I'm glad all of them's going to church. And I'm thankful for that and uh, she'd thank God for a while and then, she'd, and then she'd look around and say anybody else got anything you want to say and, and so my granny laid there for three days and unresponsive and uh, no food no drink and, and uh, about that time they said they're singing around her bed dad said and said granny just sat up pushed her pillow up behind her and said looked around and said anybody else got anything you want to say and uh, just like we was at the and, uh, said and a lot of them said I love you mom I love you, granny we'll see you in the morning we'll see you after a while and about that time my granny looked past all of them and God was looking up into heaven and a wave her hand said all oh, youngins, there's so much to see Jesus in all his glory in all his glory in all his glory and after a while she dropped her hands and she said well i am give out and God, God will have to finish this prayer and she closed her eyes and slipped right on out Amen. there is another side of this thing you don't have to go to hell you don't have to go to hell this morning you say oh preacher I ain't coming you don't have to But I going to tell you something you don't do business with God there's coming a day when you're going to do business with God amen you're going to one way or the other amen. you can do it now or you can do it later But I want you to know hell's real. I want you to know there's people in hell of all sorts and all kinds just like you and just like me. I think that's what's wrong with a lot of our pulpits today. There's some lost people standing in them. That's why there's no power anymore. There's not too many standing behind the bookboard that's got God in their heart. Anyway, that's why they go with everything under the sun. Instead of this Bible. I've told my church. I lay it up here every now and then. And I say I going to tell y'all something. If I'm wrong you stick with this right here. This is the final authority. Amen. If I miss it this won't ever. Amen. It's always right. right. I'll stand on that right there. Thank God. Hey. Hell's real. Hey. There's all kind of people there. They're feeling the pain and the sorrow. And the agony and the torment of the flames of hell. I think it's about 2003 I had a fire burn blow up on me a brush pile and I got burned pretty bad and I'll never forget I was driving myself to the hospital and tried to call my wife when I finally got my cell phone out of my pocket I called her to let her know I was going to the hospital and when I tried to talk to her I literally had to pull my lips apart because they had melted together and uh, when the fire got on me, I dropped like that and every bit of my skin off my nose peeled off. There's a little place right there I still can't feel, I don't have any feeling. It melted about that big and ran like wax down my jaw where it got on me. And I remember I remember laying in that in that uh, emergency room and they had my clothes shirt off and, and I was trying to get an IV in my arm and this old guy there trying to put an IV in and I reached out from under the covers and grabbed him by his arms. I said, Doc, do you know God? He said, Uh uh uh, uh. I said, look what the flames did to me. In just a split second they were gone. I can't imagine what hell's gonna be like. The torments. The torments, the torments of hell. I'm going to tell you, I still have a little bit of trouble lighting a gas grill. It still bothers me. I can't hardly go to one of them Japanese restaurants where they cook it in front of you and they put that stuff in that onion and that flame comes up. I I can't hardly do that anymore. It bothers me. I'm going to tell you what bothers me more than any of that. Think about some of these precious young girls this morning. Think about some of these precious young boys this morning. will one day the flames of hell are going to burn them for eternity, and there's never any break, and there's never any do- relief, and there's never any water, and there's never any mercy. There's never going to be another invitation. Right, or as I know, I preach what God wants me to this morning. Do you know Him? Hell's real this morning. If you're going to go this morning, you determined you ain't going to come to God. There's some things you ought to know about hell this morning. Hey, some things you need to know this morning. But I want you to know one more thing. I've already said it, but I need to say it again. You don't have to go there. That's right. We're all sinners, born in sin, shaped in iniquity. and sin and my mother conceived me, the seed that's in us. We're sinful. But there is a remedy, glory to God. There is hope. Thank God at Calvary, the blood was shed to wash away our sin. Not, hey, Brother Jeremy, I need to tell you this. I asked my wife one time the sign for forgiveness, the sign for cleanse. <laughs> the right. signs are the same. Forgiveness and cleanse and make clean and washing. it. They're all the same sign. Amen. Thank God. I'm glad He cleansed me one day. Amen. Thank God all John said, Behold, the Lamb of God that taketh away the Amen. sin of the world. Amen. Thank Amen. God. Not covered it over, taketh it away. away. Right. Thank Reminded. God for that. I'm done. I know I've done what the Lord wanted me to You need to remember that all three of the requests that the rich man requested was flat rejected. Too late. Too late. Are you here and afraid of your... What you call salvation? Well, we're saying if God's dealing with your hearts, you need to come. One ten. Let's say. Obey the pull of the Holy
1: Ghost.
0: One ten.
1: Oh, do not let the word pass and close thine eyes against the light, for sinner, not your heart.